Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Please check out the Barefooters Legal Radio Show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. 
You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate, or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually, but for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that they do not exist. So he wants to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough, we will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fuss budgets that did not compete to perfect our free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you adults and something that cares who will let us get away with it. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On Rumble.com. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show. I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to proof negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to proof negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative Show, here on Freedomizerradio.com Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on Freedomizerradio.com Now sit back and enjoy the show.
joining us tonight. So we do have a brand new co-host today. We'll be bringing Kimo in with us here in just a moment. And if you want to be a part of the radio show tonight, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into tonight's conversation. All right, so as I mentioned, we do have a brand new co-host today, so let's go ahead and welcome them in. We do have Kimo with us here. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I hope you don't mind the applause. It's better than getting the Nelson. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want the Nelson. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So uh, people may have heard you here before as a guest of mine for, I can't believe I've been on air 15 years now. Wow. It's been that long already. 2008. What will people expect out of chemo uh, on Thursdays from now on? Well, hopefully a little bit of insight on what's going on in the world and with a little bit of splashy humor here and there. I mean, my humor is a little warped and twisted as it is, but I'm sure people will get the point. All right. So I didn't want to get into news right away. I wanted you to... uh, to share. People want to get to know you, of course. There are people that spend four hours, I'm sorry, four days a week, three hours a night. So they, they feel as though they're part of my family here. So I was hoping that you could share just a little something to our audience about what to expect. Well, let's see. Um, former stand-up comic. I haven't done it since you know, the pandemic for reasons I would explain a little later, but um, see, I spent almost 20 years doing comedy in Vegas, uh, at least 10 of those with proof. Um, you know, you I sound like Pharrell in the box now. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I don't do stand-up comedy anymore, because Ever since I got the bug back in 2020, um, the only side effect of getting the bug was it messed with my vocal cords a little bit. So I almost sound like Alex Jones on crack. Hmm. I think thrill in the box is good enough. (laughs) I used to listen to him for a short time. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I'm a basic staple once every, you know, I used to be a basic staple about once every three months on Proof's show. And, well, I've got time to kill on Thursdays these days. And Proof reached out to me and said, hey, I need an extra co-host on Thursdays. And all he had to do was ask, and here I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes. So the thing is, is that <clears throat> I work a day job now, and I'm on the phones all day, and I cannot anymore. Now I'm old. I, I'm I, I'm not telling you I'm old compared to chemo. Of course, he's ancient. But um, anyway, I'm I'm 51. <laughs> now we're we're just uh, we're really good friends. So between chemo and myself, so it's not nothing is uh, nothing's taken seriously as far as that stuff goes. So, uh, but I work all day <laughs> on the phones. I end up getting coughing fits sometimes because I talk too much. My vocal cords don't get much of a rest. So if I don't have a co-host, it is painful for me to do a three-hour show. So I end up being very clip-heavy. If I come on, it's only a half a show because I just my – vo- my vocal, I, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. So I've learned my limits. Yeah, and I'm still trying to get my voice to heal, and I'm doing this on Thursdays now, <laughs> hoping my voice heals. <laughs> ah, but it's good to get out there, though. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I live on a mountain in the middle of nowhere, in, you know, in wonderful blue state Colorado. God help me. Um, but oddly enough, I live in a county where it's solid red state, so yeah, I'm amongst friends around here. Okay. And I just find fun, you know, the, every once in a while I find the stupidity of, you know, state of Colorado, you know, being hysterical as well as a lot of other, you know, blue states around like California and such, so... I just find that yeah, Nevada you know, is is exactly purple. We got rid of Governor Shitsack uh, a while back, so we have a Republican governor who's basically a squish. He took Donald Trump's endorsement, and all the Trump supporters that don't know any better voted for him. And uh, and after after he won, he he said he he uh, he regrets taking Trump's endorsement. <laughs> so that's where we're at but Shitsack and Sheriff Lombardo have been really good friends before either of them have been in office so it's not not like it's unexpected but he did say in all fairness that basically everything that Shitsack did you're getting with Lombardo except Lombardo Lombardo thought the stupidest thing ever was to shut down the strip for a month and he agrees with uh, with all the mayors of Nevada that that agree that that uh, we took scams to the extreme too far. Well, that was an understatement. I still yeah, we, we have to be uh, as as a a number one spot for tourism. You you can't be one of the last states to stop putting. Uh, putting scam requirements out there because people won't come. I've heard it for for a long time. I don't want to go to Vegas. Why would I want to invest a couple thousand dollars of my money just to wear a scam at all times? 
when I'm in Oklahoma, I don't have to wear a scam. If I want a vacation, I'll go to Oklahoma City or I'll, uh, or I'll just make a long drive down to Dallas or Fort Worth. Well, that was that, that was Vegas's. Well, in the long run, it was Nevada's mistake in general because it wasn't just in Vegas. Reno, Nevada, had, was just as bad about doing all the scams and you know proving documents and you know it's like you have to you know you have to wear a scam and prove your documents just to sit with a hundred other people in a buffet. You know, that's real logic at that point. Yeah, or uh, you're trying to get into GMO garden or whatever, or, uh, yeah, or chilies or what have you, and you have to put a scam on to sit at a table. Once you're at the table, everybody can talk amongst themselves scam-free. But I was curious because they said once you sit down, COVID can't get you, so how does it work with you? Did they tell you COVID could still get you? Well, I'm proof that sitting in a chair, I still got COVID, so. But the number one symptom of COVID, they told us, was not having any symptoms. I'm not saying your case is is, uh, is garbage or anything. I'm just saying that's the number one, that they told us that's the number one way to find out if you have COVID is not having symptoms. You know, and to that respect, that you know, be hanging out in a gay, you know, in a gay bathhouse, you know, wouldn't give you AIDS. Right. Exactly. But yeah, Colorado was just as bad when it came to that. It was where I'm at in the area. You know, everybody you had to follow state law or the state, you know, requirements, so to speak that, you know, the same thing. It was like you put your mask on, you, you know, you put, and then you go to your table and then you can rip it off and have fun, you know, and talk to other people. But the moment you got up to go to the bathroom or leave the building, you know, or to get fresh air, you had to put it back on. That was the funniest thing. Sir, I know you just got up from your table, you paid your bill, but before you leave, you better put your scam on or else we're going to kick you out and we're going to make you leave. It's like, okay, if you want to escort me out, uh, I'm not putting a scam on regardless. So whatever you need to do. And, and at certain points in Colorado, it was like, oh, you know, we don't, we don't mind you smoking a joint at your table, but God forbid you don't have your scam on while you're not doing it. Is that how it is now? They have smoking sections again? Uh, well, according to Denver, they have actually in Denver, they do have a few smoking clubs mm. where smoking a cigarette, God forbid, you know, it's, you know, you would get mud stomped by smoking a cigarette, but, you know, smoking a joint, it's like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Oh, you got seven grams of mushrooms in your pocket. Well, you better be taking them while you're in the club. <laughs> I mean, it's almost getting to the point where, you know, like with Washington and Oregon, where 
you know, where they denounced so many, you know, illicit, you know, substances that you could pretty much have a bingo card with all the different illicit substances and pretty much fill out a bingo card within lunchtime. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. And, oh, I'm sure you probably remember this from uh, earlier this year where New York City thought it was a fresh idea to put uh, vending machines uh, of various drugs and you're allowed one a day. I don't know how – there was no way to check it, but they, they said it was one a day, but I'm sure nobody was counting. It's just like you put out the Halloween candy and it says, please take one. I'm sure everybody pays attention to that. Well, there's something to be said for large families, you know, it's in New York and, you know, all you can do is hand your, you know, hand your five-year-old your ID and they run it back through the thing again and, you know, you might get lucky. Well, you know me, I'm as clean as, uh, as anybody you've probably ever met, so I, I don't grasp some of the concepts. And see, you know, with all the years of living, you know, in, you know, I still consider it a great state of Nevada, no matter, you know, what a lot of people think. You know, I was still proud enough to live in Nevada and to live in Las Vegas. But, you know, you know as well as I do, it's anymore, it's you can, anything goes on the strip because they kind of turn a blind eye to it, even though, I recently heard that they're finally going to crack down on public weed smoking on the Strip in Las Vegas. I'm in favor of that, actually. Uh, I'm sure that's not a surprise to you. I I don't mind that people have stuff on them. I just don't want to be walking down the street and and uh, and smell it at every like every waking second. Yeah, being bombarded by it, it's, you know, walking down to the Caesars Fountains, it's like you could get a second contact high just walking near the fountains at Caesars Palace. Oh, the, you know, it's not even secondhand. You probably have enough in there where you just, you get it directly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the Bellagio Fountains or, or what have you, yeah, you, you, there there's enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, it used to be when people wanted to get high on the strip, they'd take the elevator to the stratosphere. Yeah. And now it's just going down below ground level where, you know, all the recreational cannabis stores are at, you know, on the strip, which freaked me out at first because, you know, when Nevada first got, you know, that, you know, recreational was legal in Nevada. It was like, oh, cool, but where are they going to put, you know, I thought they were going to put you know, the recreational dispensaries, um, you know, off the strip. Nope, they put them right on the strip where everybody can get at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if that's not bad enough with the yard of alcohol that everybody runs around with all day long in the strip, you know, now it's, you know, and everything else goes. Yeah, well, that, none of that is my bag at all. 
that was a trip to me because I always kind of, you know, I thought it was kind of scuzzy in a little bit, you know, in ways to be able to walk up and down the strip and have the guys handing out the stripper cards. And the last time I went in March, you know, they were also handing out dispensary cards. Right. So, yeah, that was just a little bit, a little bit trippy for me on that point. What, did they not expect so many people that would be interested in, in the marijuana? I don't know if they expected it or, or planned on it or, but, you know, it's like you almost think, you know, it's like, oh, well, Las Vegas is recreationally legal. It's like, okay, how many people are really going to, you know, are really going to use that? It's like within the first three months, we're like, wow. Um, we guessed wrong. <laughs> yeah, so if it's not legal to, to smoke on the strip, then people will, will go find another venue, which is fine. You spread the people out. They want to go smoke their, their marijuanas at uh, the Longhorn, then have fun. You know, like driving through Summerlin when we were there, it's like I couldn't believe people just sitting like on their porch getting high in Summerlin, of all places. Oh, yeah. I mean, See, I the medical never bothered me, but when it gets to the recreational, it's just weird that you see uh, a guy and his girl where the girl will go shopping at Albertsons while he smokes a fatty outside. Or worse, even on the strip where um, I think it's near Miracle Mile or the Mile, the Mile Show, Miracle Mile Shops. Yeah, at Planet Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, where there's that Walgreens right there. So, you know, yes. his wife would be getting aspirin and tampons and whatever, and he's like, no, honey, I'll be below Walgreens for another hour, so just relax. So are these casinos going to maybe try to do, like, uh, certain pot rooms where they can, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what those other things are, where they uh, – I can't think of the word right now, where you smoke a pipe. Um, hookahs. So are they going to start trying to come up with uh, pot lounges? Well, as I said, Denver's already had a few of them. I wouldn't be surprised if Las Vegas were, you know, there'd be a, you know, there could be nightclubs where, you know, it's like dancing and drinking and eating a pizza and smoking, you know. it's Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to spend three hours talking about Israel and Hamas and stuff. So, thank you. I'm, I'm Israeled out. I'm not on the side of anybody except I, I don't want a war. Now, that's all I ask. But Senator Kennedy out of uh, – where's Kennedy from? Alabama? 
think so. I'm not sure where he's running from. Anyway, these days. he he brought receipts today showing how how uh, Brandon gave Iran three and a half billion dollars before the six billion, and he tried to bring it up on the Senate floor, and everybody told him that it wasn't worth investigating. Well, no worse than you know Biden saying that you know we you, we're we're for Israel. And yet, he's giving Palestine $100 million. You know, that makes no sense. Well, it does in a sense because uh, everybody has to get paid. You, you fund everybody with U.S. taxpayer money, so everybody's rich except your own citizens. As a, yeah, I was going to say, it's like, where's where's our share of the pie, you know? It's, it, well, that's the goal. And, uh, it wouldn't shock me one bit if Barry Satoro and his husband, Michael Robinson Obama, who I think is a very nice lady, uh, it wouldn't shock me if they, on the down low, uh, told them what to do with this money. I'm not saying I know anything about it. I'm saying it wouldn't shock me to hear it. Well, it shocked me earlier today when I heard about the hundred million to Palestine, to you know, to the Palestinian government, and that's kind of funny that you know Biden gives you know Biden wants to give a hundred million dollars to Palestine, yet everybody in the region doesn't want them in the, in the country as refugees. So what, are we going to start airshipping Palestinians over here to, to just hop across the border and make it legal? Well, they were trying to discuss that. <clears throat> there was somebody in Senate that, that brought up the idea of, of bringing American troops to Israel to fight Hamas and bringing the Palestinians here and giving them uh, asylum. Don't we have a few a few million extras that we've already done that with other places? Yeah, but if they can get rid of, uh, if they can create fear and get rid of uh, a bunch of of uh, military aged men and now women, I guess, and replace them with uh, with any illegal under the sun, then you're yeah that. The globalists would love that. Nobody, nobody's well, signing up to go uh, to go be in the military now. Not compared to the past generations. And who wants to join a woke military where the most important thing is knowing your pronouns? And you know, you can always reset Call of Duty. <laughs> well. And they're they're saying that if you are a trans, you don't even have to go fight. You could just uh, have backup duty. So you'll just learn how to how to be a, a chef or something because you're trans. Tell me if I'm wrong on that, chemo. I want to ask. So. There are people that say that they've been trans for five years, and yet, if they're trans, they have no no thought whatsoever uh, about chopping off their kumquats or their ice cream cone. 
That's not transit to me. That that's called being gay. Which yeah. is fine, yeah. but just call it what it is. That's just basically a cross dressing gay person, in my opinion. It's I mean, if you're gonna consider yourself trans, go all the way, a hundred percent. It's like, you know, if you, if you wanna cut the jumblies off, cut the jumblies off, but yeah. Don't sit there and all of a sudden say, you know, I'm trans just because things aren't working your way. Just a small opinion, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've had enough Leah Thomases out there. And you would think, in all honesty, you would think that with, you know, all the transgenders coming into women's sports, that the feminists would have a field day with that. And no, the they're denouncing people like Riley because, Gaines, who who is trying to stand up for herself. Yeah, and then they try to, you know, they try to dox Riley Gaines and everything because she's standing up for herself and standing up for women's rights. And the feminists are going after her for that, not going after, you know, the guy who spent a five-second, you know, ahead of her world record type thing, you know? Yeah, he spends 40 minutes hiding his salami so that he can win a medal. And that's your woman. They're okay with Dylan Mulvaney being the woman of the year. Yeah, that one caught me off guard the other day, too, where, you know, the U.K. made Dylan Mulvaney the, you know, woman of the year. Well, someone said, well, someone was up in arms and all of that, and then it's like, wait a second. Uh, remember, Kaylin Jenner did it first, and we thought that would be the end of it, you know, because, you know, Bruce switching to Kaylin and, you know, all of a sudden she's so brave, and then the next thing you know, it's, you know, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, and instead of going, wait, time out, this is going too far. Everybody's accepting it. Yet feminists don't want to say anything about that because the moment that feminists say anything about that, you know, they're afraid of getting canceled altogether. So it's just a proven point. The best, uh, the best woman for a job is a man. So do they consider that uh, – is the person that said Dylan Mulvaney is the woman of the year, are they like for prohibition or something? Because just totally ruining a company and making a company like the laughing stock of, of the year, I, I wouldn't consider that a positive move. Well, Target did the same thing during Gay Pride Month. Yeah. How these companies don't care. Hey, uh, we do have a caller. This will be your first caller. Uh, oh, boy. Who do I get the views? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, this is one of our regulars here. This is Vito from Pennsylvania or New York, depending uh, on where he is. Well, he's actually a truck driver now. He could be anywhere. Oh, yeah. What's up? Hey, How Vito, it's been a while since I've talked to you. Yeah, I've been in the hospital for uh, oh. over a month now. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, what? do you want to share what happened or no? 
Yeah, I was uh, riding my motorcycle. Two-lane road. And uh, coming at a curve. And the traffic in the opposite direction, one car decided that they weren't going to follow the uh, double yellow line. They were just going to cross over. Crashed into me. And uh, crashed into the car behind me. I had a broken femur, compound fracture, broken tibia, saw my toes on my left foot, oh. and uh, I lost more than half my blood that day. It was a little tough. It was, it was touch and go for the first 24 hours. No bullshit. Wow. And that's why when I heard you talking about, you know, about the, the marijuana, you know, the recreational use, and this happened at six thirty. This happened six thirty in the evening. Right? Driver said she fell asleep. She told the truth. I mean, witnesses have her coming over the double yellow line, crashing into me. I mean, he boning me. All right. I mean, it was a, it was it was it was starting out. It, I swear to you, it looked like a whale reaching the water, and as the whale came down, it was going to come down right on top of me. It was just so surreal. And when I went uh, to, motor, you know, to, to to get my motorcycle license, I went to a motorcycle safety. I took a course. And they taught you, you know, how to avoid uh, obstacles in the road. If you Suddenly, if you jerk the uh, the steering wheel a certain way, it will steer you. The, the, the momentum will carry you left or right, depending on, depending on what, what side of, the, uh, of your handlebars you push. So I pushed mine to the right out and that forced me to, to, to the right. I still, I was going to hit, but I was hoping that it was going to, you know, the car was going to hit the back of my bike, but I, I braced myself and I just saw the, the, the left fender just come crashing to my left leg. So let me ask though, was this in your Harley? Yeah, I was on my, I was on my uh, rotating. Yep. Okay. So if you were on one of those crotch rockets, we we wouldn't even hear from you anymore. Oh, they're they're probably uh, I don't know I wouldn't know how to how to handle that uh, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know you you were talking earlier about like I said about the recreational marijuana. Now I'm not saying she was high on pot. All right, she fell asleep at six thirty in the afternoon. She said she was high. She fell asleep, or she was texting, one or the other, but. You know, in, in Jersey City, New Jersey, they fired police officers because they were using marijuana off-duty. And the reason being is that the police officers have firearms. Okay? But what's stopping someone from smoking pot and driving their car? There's, there's no, there is no, um, uh, 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 you know, road tests that they can give you for marijuana. It doesn't exist. All right? Well, the only test that they can do is, is, is draw your blood and see, and, you know, see what your, your levels are if you have any in your system. You know, and they didn't do that with me because, you know, technically, you know, yeah, it was, I was, a little, it was a little sketchy on, on, on where I was going to wind up, uh, you know, as the doctors told my wife the first 24 hours. You know, he lost a lot of blood. My blood pressure is normally low to begin with. And it was super low, uh, you know, with with all the with with the blood loss I had, and uh, 
uh, they had me intubated. For, I was out for three days. I woke up three days later. I had no idea what was going on. They brought me, I, did, I never consciousness uh, uh, from the accident. They, they brought me to a hospital in, you know, in Stroudsburg. Uh, the paramedics, paramedics said, don't even bother. Just call for a helicopter. They had a medevac to a, a trauma center uh, uh, in, uh, in near Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay, I know and, about uh, that. I've, I've, I've been here since uh, I've been here since uh, the 18th. They were gonna take. They were thinking of taking my leg too, below the knee. The leg was so crushed on the uh, the bone was so crushed uh, above my my ankle wasn't touched. Thank God. I think if my ankle was was, was crushed, I think they would have taken the leg. Uh, mm. But it was just a, whatever miracle. It, that wasn't that wasn't damaged. So you know what they did was, uh, and they took they they had to cut out a lot of meat to get all the debris out of my you know out of out of my leg, and uh, they went fishing for bone in that in all that meat to put something together to get the bone to grow, you know. So hopefully, uh, I mean I think I don't think I'm going to have any issues, but. I see the doctor next week, the auto, to see how that goes. Okay. But like I said, you know, people are driving. And I'm in Staten Island, New York, when I'm, when I'm in my car. And people are driving their cars smoking pot. Yeah, when you go to a store and here, you, you could walk past some of these cars. And I'd say a good 30, uh, maybe one-third of the cars, you could, you could smell pot just by walking past their car. Oof, I mean, it, 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 it's... It's so screwed up. I mean, I was at a truck stop one night, um, uh, you know, went, went showered up, you know, welcome back to my truck, and I'm holding an area where there are trucks. That's it. Got the trailers. And I was smelling pot coming from somewhere. It wasn't a skunk. It wasn't a skunk. It was, it was weed coming from one of the trucks. And I was like, what the fuck? You guys don't understand? You know, it's like they don't give a shit. You know, everybody, everybody's so, getting high now. Yeah. Was the person that hit you under the influence at the time, or did they even test them no, for it? Or? No, they supposedly. Um, when I when I wasn't when I got hit, um, you know, I, I, I like I said, I didn't lose consciousness. I told the ambulance driver that I that I had a gun on me, uh, and you know, just I don't want no surprise. I don't want them to be surprised. So no, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it when the trooper, uh, the troopers get here. So at some point, uh, right after I got out of the helicopter, I think that's when they put me under. And uh, uh, can you shut that door? Please, thank you. They put me under, and uh, um, the troopers took possession of my weapon. My son, who's a policeman, he went and uh, you know picked up the gun. The trooper said, "Listen, we 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 tested her." Make sure, you know, maybe they gave her a breathalyzer. But there is no test for marijuana outside of drawing blood. That's it. <clears throat> so, you know, there's people out there, they're driving high on pot. And, I, and, and in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, once they legalize marijuana in Colorado, the accident numbers, percentage, the, the, the rates went up, the uh, percentage of accidents went up from what I understand. They did a little bit. They, they wasn't a heavy amount. It wasn't as a, much of an amount as 
a lot of drunk drivers. But once again, right. in Colorado, say if you get pulled over for like a broken taillight or whatever, and they walk into the car, just like if, uh, you know, it's a little more obvious than, you know, drinking when, you know, a cop, you know, has to talk to you for a little bit and to figure out if you've been drinking, you know, pretty much that cloud sits in your car for a long time. So, Oh my God. Yeah. If a cop actually pulls up to you to give you a ticket and they smell weed at any point, um, they have the right to detain you and literally go to the next substation, whether it's state patrol or county or whatever, and have you blood tested for nanograms. Okay. Well, that, that, that's a good idea. That should be done. You know, that should be done. But there is, like I said, there is no breathalyzer for marijuana. The only thing they can do is, is, is for your blood. You know, but they see marijuana as, 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 a, as a revenue maker. So, yeah, you know, we'll have a couple of extra accidents. I mean, the driver of the car that hit me, she had the state minimum liability insurance in Pennsylvania, $15,000. That's it. So now all the insurance that's covering me now is my, is my, my health care and my uh, motor vehicle insurance. Wow. It's bizarre. When I heard 15 grand, I'm like, I wouldn't have even covered my burial fee if God forbid she killed me. It's, it, it's just nuts. Yeah, come in. Yeah. Yeah, Poof, I'm going to put you on hold for a few minutes. I'll quit. I'm, I'm just going to put you on mute. Uh, oh, I understand. Don't worry about us. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. All right. Yes. But, yeah, that's true in Colorado that, you know, there is, you know, and we were one of the first states to, you know, legalize it. But, once again, you know, you really can't test for it like you do for alcohol. It's like you could put a breathalyzer to a person, you know, test if you're, you know, drinking alcohol. But there really isn't a test that, you know, how much, you know, cannabis have you smoked? And other than doing a blood test and stuff, they were developing one at one point. And, but then they were trying to figure out, well, just like alcohol, where, you know, what do you consider a BAC that's arrestable? Because they did driving tests. And the State Patrol in Colorado Springs actually did a, a study on this where they took uh, like 10 people – and just like for drinking alcohol, they got them high, you know, a little bit high, a little bit higher, a little bit yeah. higher, kept making them take uh, like a digital test, pretty much like driving through Grand Theft Auto. Okay. And they, they literally found out that half the people that were, you know, getting, you know, that were really high at the time actually drove better than they did sober. I, I don't even want to hear that as an excuse. There's just, well, that was, they, I, that, that was the scary thing about that was, you know, certain tolerances or certain things, but, yeah, to the same respect, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, could tank a fifth of Jack Daniels, and, you know, nobody would even know if, the, if you know, because they're heavy tolerances and your size and your weight and, 
that's just, you know, a scary point of life to the fact that, you know, what would be an actual, you know, legal limit nanogram-wise for, you know, for being a DUI. Technically, yeah. you can get a DUI just for having the smell of it in your car, which is a good thing. But you're right. Yeah. There is no, like, legit task to do to go, hey, blow into this and see how much weed you smoked. Nothing. Well, and the thing and is, there's different strains, so that's hard, too, because a gram of something else, a gram of something might be stronger than five grams of something else. Exactly. It's true. Hey, uh, Pianchi wants to say hi to you, Vito. Yo. The family's here. Hey, Vito. Man, I was, yeah, I was wondering, I hadn't heard from you, man, but I'm sure sorry to hear that you had to go through that mess. Yeah, man. My goodness. Still going through it. If, yeah, if you if you have you start up a fund or something, let me know, man. I'll contribute to it. But yeah, uh, no, no, I'm good with that. Thank you. I mean, I'm in a, I'm right now. I'm in a rehab center. I should be here yeah. next week and home. I can't even put I can't put any weight on my leg for uh, uh, for another three more weeks. I believe three, four more weeks. Yeah, it seemed like. <clears throat> People that have Max and then my my landscaper ran the damn lawnmower over his foot, cut his toes damn near off. I, just, I don't know, man. Things so messed things so messed up in this country nowadays. I tell you, I I never seen so much stuff so messed up in all my life. The, the hospital, uh, you know, I was talking to the hospital staff, and you know, when they asked me what happened, I mean, they knew what happened. They wanted to hear for me what happened. And all they kept saying was mo- cars crashing into motorcycles has been um, uh, has been a, an issue of late. They, they've had more than their, their share uh, the last year or so of, of, of that happening, and they don't know why. Well, I tell you, some of these people are too damn crazy to even be walking, let alone driving. Hmm. Yeah. I I can't disagree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the whole thing happened. Bianchi, I swear it happened. You know, I, when I, when I saw I saw, she, I was in the right lane. I was in the far right side of my lane, and um, you know, I was moving. I was doing about thirty. She was doing about thirty. And when I saw the left wheel uh, cross the double yellow line, I mean immediately got my attention and no sooner did that happen the right wheel crossed the WL line so now the whole car was coming dead at me there's nothing I can do to avoid it all I do is I screamed at first uh, maybe she you know the driver I didn't know it was a female at the time and I thought it was a Hyundai that hit me uh, when I saw the, my wife saw the accident report she said it was a Jeep Cherokee and I was like what the, I, have, I thought it was a Hyundai you know, that's what I kept saying. It was a small car, and it was a big car. It was just quick. But but I, I screamed, you know, to maybe maybe the person, you know, was, you know, wasn't paying attention, something. There's some reason why that car crossed the double yellow line and fully came over into my lane and hit me and then hit the car behind me. 
it, it, it makes no sense. And you know, you know, my motorcycle got totaled. Dude, I, I, I don't know how many people you could stay out there that have been t-boned by a car on a riding a motorcycle and live. I cheated death somehow. Uh, it's the only way I can tell you. I, I could describe it. Somehow I cheated death. Well, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I used to ride motorcycles extensively when I was younger, but uh, luckily we never was, had any problems. You, but, uh, you, man, uh, you're riding. Yeah, I was riding nice and calm, nice and quiet. You know, just paying attention. I was focusing on the opposite track, the opposite direction. And like in less than a half, or less than a quarter of a second, it went from being a nice, comfortable ride to absolute sheer terror. After I got hit, I remembered going upside down. I think I flipped over with the bike. I was still holding onto the bars. And then... I got ejected off the bike, and at that point, um, the uh, uh, that's when I felt my uh, I, I knew I broke my leg. When I was in the air, I felt I felt the bones break. Um, the I had uh, uh, crash bars on on the you know or engine bars you want to call them whatever. Yeah. That I think attributed to a lot of my injuries. Uh, uh, the, the bar was completely folded back into the engine almost. And that it trapped my leg. So, you know, it, it was, you know, my, the floorboards were, the floorboards are gone. I saw a picture of my bike. The floorboard on my on my left side was gone. My foot was literally squished sideways. Damn. My son was at the hospital. He said that they were pulling pieces of your toe out of your boot. You know, I lost two toes in this. They 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 took all this. They took so much meat out of my leg, uh, you know where the fracture was that they had to do skin grafts. And now the 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 skin grafts uh, uh, really they did a really good job here. It's a good trauma center, level one. I think my son uh, my son said that they were ranked. This hospital uh, was ranked 24th in the country. I'll take 24th. And I'll be happy with that. And they did a great job. You know, I mean, I lost my toe. They had to cut the other toes off, the remaining toes, and I did the skin graft. But uh, what are you going to do? You know, I still got my leg, still alive. I just have to balance myself a little better. I don't have to buy no special shoes. You know, just uh, put foam inserts inside the front of my foot. That's it. Well, I'm glad you're here with us, man, because, you know, great people like yourself, hard to find. Yeah, man. There's people like us all. Yeah, right. Uh, no. Well, proof I'm going to hang no, up and continue the, to listen. I was doing something. But uh, once again, do anything that uh, don't 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 feel shameful. If anything we can do, man, let us know. You know, we try yeah, to do the best we can. Hey, okay. uh, Vito, have you talked to V lately? I'll, I'll tell her you said hi, too, if you haven't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mention it to her. She wants to reach out to me. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll discuss it with her. I just didn't want to. I, I, I've been trying to keep it kind of quiet. Like very yeah. few people know what's going on with me. So. Okay. You know, I, 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 I uh, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you trust me enough to give a call and to and to talk on on the show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Joanne wants to say hi to you. Also, you know Joanne Moretti. Mm-hmm. Hey Vito, 
I was just listening to your story. I'm glad you survived that. Holy me, really, you've been through an awful lot. Man, you're blessed, though, too, to even be here. As as they say, God don't want me, and the devil is scared of me. (laughs) Oh, you lucked out, darling. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Are you in a lot of pain? Well, um... Oh, also my knee was dislocated. Also, being that it was it was fractured above and below the knee, it was also dislocated. Even even that's oh. even a bigger mess because they can't do nothing with my knee because they can't mess with the bone on the because they want to keep the bone as, as uh, they don't want to disturb it at all until the eight weeks. You know they want to make sure that right. everything's healing properly before they start you know flexing my joints and stuff. But you know. Eventually, the knee's going to wind up getting replaced. There's no doubt in my mind on that. But, you know, hopefully that won't be for a couple more years. Well, I hope you're not in too much pain. Wow, what a horrible yeah. accident. We were wondering where you were. We hadn't heard from you. Yeah. So. I, um, I, um. Yeah, if anything like that ever happens again, you got to tell somebody to get in touch with us so we know because we really yeah, are your friends. I, guess I, haven't, I haven't. My head has not been in the right place either. Listen, I've been in firefights. You know, I'm a fight cop. I've been, I've, I've, I've shot my gun at people. You know, and and it, it, it did not bother me one bit. This, I, I, I am going through some PTSD with this. Yeah. Well, I bet you got a whole new outlook on things right now. I mean, you know, everything you know, in your life could change. I, 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 I do think that that, uh, that Vito still knows that Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Absolutely. I woke up three yeah. days later, and the world is still screwed up. Oh, yeah, it is. It's even worse. Yeah, try to get a better nap, because we're at war now. Well, and I'm just I'm just waiting for everything to happen, especially with all these illegals they let in. You know, they're, they're, they're going to cause us a lot of problems. Well, and yeah, we've got a whole army. All that's missing is the blue helmets. We're even paying them to be here, Vito. Yep. For all intent and purpose, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, and they're being strategically placed in clusters in big cities. And they're going to be loyal to who brought them there. They don't know anything about our constitution or our history or culture or anything like that. They don't know anything about it. You know, they only know that they come here and when the people that brought them here tell them what they're going to do, they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, and and plus with all you know, I know Poop doesn't want to talk about uh, what's going on out in Israel, but you know, when when this whole thing happened, you know this is going to blow back on the Israelis. They're not. They did nothing wrong, and this is going to. They're going to turn. Yeah, they were minding their turn. business, enjoying a yeah. weekend day when they were yeah. attacked. However, we're at war now. You got the Houthis firing out of Yemen at whoever. They were probably trying to fire at Israel because the rocket was headed north, which means they were flying over Saudi Arabian airspace. So the Saudis must have allowed that. The Houthis in Syria were flying rockets over, over Saudi. Anyhow, so that was intercepted. We have a base under attack with U.S. military who are present there. And they got drones fighting, uh, attacking them. They said that one guy, uh, U.S. contractor, had a heart attack. 
I was probably from the back. You know, it was probably some young guy. You know how they hire the mercs? He was probably uh-huh. one of them. Um, we got other embassies on fire. We got, they're being told to leave immediately, the embassy in Lebanon. I don't know. We better not have another one of those Benghazi situations. You know, this administration has a bad track record for leaving people behind and leaving them in danger. Understand. Yeah, but meanwhile, but meanwhile uh, DeSantis sends a plane and gets 300 people out. Yeah, DeSantis did the right thing. You know I'm a Trump I, supporter. I but I'll, DeSantis I'll, did the right I'll, thing. I'll yeah. You know, we got we even got other stuff going around. Biden's babbling on the TV. He wants to give the Palestinians $85 billion or $1 million, whatever he said. And he wants to give uh-huh. Ukraine money. And he wants to send weapons to Israel. You know, this guy's playing games. In the end, the result is war on Iran. They all want to go after Iran. But the whole Muslim community, is, uh, the whole world is in an uproar. And against us, I don't know why, you know, Biden wants to put us in there, but we're in it. You know, they're firing over at our ships, they're firing at our people, setting embassies on fire. But my thing, my thing is, is why are they calling this a war when this was a terrorist attack? Hamas is no, is not a government. Well, because entity. Barry uh, Barry authorized a, a three point five billion dollar payment to Iran, possibly to to get this party started. Yeah, well, we know. Yeah. Well, not only that, but he's letting them sell oil out the wazoo. They're up to a million and a half barrels a day. And they're selling it at a nice discount to China, too. So Iran's raking in the dough. Yep. And, and China's building up their results. Well, he shut us all down. We're all going broke. All these countries that hate us, they're getting rich because they all paid off the Bidens. That's what Joe Biden sold. Us. Yeah. So, uh... Joanne, I don't know if you've met Kimo before. He's our new Thursday co-host. Hey, Kimo, nice to meet you. Sorry, I, was, I wasn't being rude. I just had heard that that um, Vito was injured, and I wanted to let him know that we care. But it's my understands. pleasure to meet you. Yeah, welcome, it's not welcome. every day where one of our regulars are, are amputated, so we get it. Yeah, I just don't want you to feel like I, I was snubbing you. I'm sorry I wasn't. Hi, and pleased oh, to meet oh, you. Oh, not at all. That's... Vito's story it still threw me for a loop, and I'm a little shocked by it. But you know, as long as you know he's still you know alive for one, thank God. You know, all well, I can say, all I can say at yeah. this point, brother, is just you know, take your time, heal as best you can, and yeah. And Vito, hey, you have a helmet on. Didn't you have a motorcycle at one point, Vito? Or not Vito, Chemo? Didn't you have a motorcycle? Yeah, I, I did well, back in the 90s. Okay. I used to go to Laughlin all the time for Bike Week. I love Bike Week. Yeah. I remember seeing pictures of you on a motorcycle, but I've never seen you drive anything. So I was trying to remember. Well, because that yeah, was you know, you know, you... I hurt my back and I couldn't ride anymore. So I had to sell the bikes and... Yeah, so Vito Kimo is uh, is a stand up comedian who doesn't really get to stand up. 
I got you. I hear you. Oh. So, Kimo is in a wheelchair since I've met him. Wow. I mean, wow. I mean, that's how I'm getting around now. He had a major back injury. I, I forget which casino it was, but I remember that he had a major back injury, and he's been in a wheelchair since. Oh, that sucks. Sorry about that. Well, it's all good at this point. Yeah, uh, proof it was a certain casino where the city matches the state, so to speak. You figure out which... Oh, I don't mind. I mean, it's not like the New York, New York did anything to you. It's just that you had an accident there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like you were shoved out of a window or something. So it, it's we understand. No, but they still try to fight their own stupidity on me getting hurt, so. I hope you've got that resolved. Oh, years ago, I finally got that resolved, but, you know, it was still wasn't, to me, in my opinion, it still wasn't compensation enough for, you know, what it should have been, but I grew stronger, both, you know, a little bit physically and mentally over it, so. There you go. You've moved on and gained a lot from it. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. I'm really, really glad that you called in. And take care of yourself if you need anything. Like Bianchi said, you need anything, don't hesitate. Pick up the phone, call Proof. He'll get in touch with all of us. And whatever you need, we'll get it to you. Okay? Can I just ask you, I don't want to keep you, Joanne. I did want to ask you one news-related question. Sure. Sydney Powell pleading guilty. I'm trying to understand the concept. Is this so that she can mm-hmm. get her standing in court? Yes. She still has standing. She only pleaded guilty to the misdemeanors of interfering with an election. That just comes with a slap on the wrist and a fine. It doesn't affect her law license. She did not plead guilty to the RICO charges. So that's completely separate, and they're probably going to end up having to drop those. They said something about her having to possibly testify in the future, but I doubt that well, that's, very, that's very much. Saying. That's what they're saying, that she's going to flip on it on 18 people. Yeah, she's not going to flip. No way in hell I believe she's going to flip. That's no, what I was trying to understand because I, I, I'm reading – I read a few different articles trying to find out why she would do that because I know that she's one of your uh, – she's yeah, one of she's your favorite people. I admire. Yes. yes, she is somebody I admire very much. I've gone to see her speak. I have, I have bought her books. Um, yeah, she's very, very sharp. She's an incredibly perceptive person. She's sweet. She's mild-mannered, but she is a fox. So she, this has got to be some sort of a trade-off. And it's not even going to get her in trouble. It's not going to affect her law license. she got, you know, some fines. Even if they're significant fines, they're not really, they're not going to break her. But um, then it just goes away, and I think they get six years probation. So she doesn't have, she can't interfere with an election for six years, and then the, the charges go away. That's pretty it's much what it with came election. down to. Okay. Yeah, so as long as she doesn't do that for the next six years, she'll be all right. And it goes away, it, you know. It'll be continued with no finding and then dropped after six years. 
so she did why good did they, with why that. Why did they offer that to her then? I think that they didn't have an op- option. You know, they had some stupid little stuff, but it wasn't enough to put her in jail. So this is a way that everybody can claim a win. She can claim a win, and the, and the DA can claim a win. Yeah, Fannie Willis mm. could say, look, I got a guilty plea out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but she didn't get any incarceration, and she didn't get, you know, to bankrupt anybody. It's, it's only like $200 in fines. It's short money. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so she, she got nowhere with it, but she got the win. She got the guilty plea. But I don't think it was with prejudice either, so I think down the road if they try to mess with her, she can review that. Okay. Or she can withdraw that guilty plea. I figured if you somebody know. would know, it would be you, because like I said, I tried mm-hmm. to... I tried several sources to get information on that, and I, I yeah, wasn't coming up Yeah, the sources are ridiculous. Anything. They're all, like, celebrating, oh, Sidney Powell's gone down, one more down, you know, and the media is all over it, like Sidney Powell's going to jail. Sidney Powell's going to dinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah after court. And her dinner will probably cost more than a fine. And her mm-hmm. alarm license is not affected. So, you know, that's just a bump in the road. That's something you live with, you know. It's, you know, it's like getting a parking ticket. Right. Goes on your permanent record, but so what? Yeah, but that means also that uh, that she can, because they didn't gag her like they're trying to do with Trump, so she could still talk and and help on the case outside of the courtroom. Right. She, there's no gag order on her. Her her stuff is done. Okay. So she's free to go. Okay. Well, that they makes didn't sense. didn't mention the RICO charges, so you know those those are got gone too. I'm sure the media is flipping out about it. Because I don't think that you know why would they separate all the charges? She only pleaded to the misdemeanors. Where'd the RICO charge go? Yeah. yeah, there's no jury, no trial, no no court date set, none of that. Because they couldn't yeah, prove it, and they knew they couldn't prove it. It's just they could get her on the other charges, make her pay a $200 fine, like you said, go to dinner, which is going to be more expensive than the fine she pays. And right. she doesn't even, you know, she doesn't get disbarred or anything for it, so. Yeah, so she's not going to lose any sleep over this. And like I said, there's no follow-up on those RICO charges, so those must have disappeared. You know, the media in a couple of days will say, oh, by the way, those charges were dropped too. But, you know, they're going to hang on the guilty plea. Oh, yeah, Sidney Powell, major author and uh, world-renowned lawyer and constitutional lawyer and all that, pleaded guilty to stupid stuff if you read them. Yeah, it's not even, it wasn't even worth taking her to court for. And they must have lost. And why? Why did she go. plead guilty then instead of no? Uh, instead of uh, not guilty. Just to get it done, you know. She wanted her life back, and it's okay. just stupid. It's like I said, it's a parking ticket. It's not even anything that's you know earth shattering. If she had gotten, if she had pled guilty to the RICO charges, then that would have been earth shattering. That's major. But misdemeanors. All right. Yeah, you don't even lose sleep over those. Okay. 
yeah, she's, she's, she'll be fine. And she is not going to turn her back on anyone. The woman's committed to the country. And I think that she could probably help better if there are no charges hanging over her head than she can. You know, you got to tread carefully when they got you under their thumb. But now she's free and clear. Especially she if pays them the fine. And she's but then why did they go after Why did they finish her up first then? Because she is a lawyer and she knows all the ins and outs. And she has filed so many motions and so many papers. And that Fanny Willis doesn't know anything about the stuff that Sidney Powell was talking about. And with the RICO stuff, they have to let her enter her evidence of the fraud. They have to give her discovery. They have to let her enter her evidence. They can't just, you know, gag her and shut her up and not let her enter her evidence. She's got the right to discovery. And she was playing it. She was asking for everything. She was asking for films and and signatures and meetings notes. And, and she was filing motions after motions after motions. And she was going over their heads and getting stuff thrown out. And she was getting the right to bring in this evidence. And everything was contested. And she kept winning all these contests. So she was going to put on one hell of a case for that Rico. And she would have been able to bring the whole system down with it. So they either had to face her or cut her loose. Well, I thought that they would save her for later on and, and take uh, take some other people first. No, she outsmarted them. Every okay. time they asked her for something, she asked them for something else. And when they wouldn't give it to her, she was taking them to court and winning all these little side cases. She was filing more briefs and more motions and more motions to dismiss. She must have finally got one. That'll come out. Give it the 24-hour rule. Okay. Nothing is what it seems, and in, in, in 24 hours, the truth usually finds its way out. Yeah, that's why I just learned in this industry, you don't just take whatever fake news is giving you immediately. I don't, I don't run my show based on emotion like that. Right, just like that hospital thing. The hospital wasn't hit. The parking lot was. It wasn't hit by Israel. It was hit by Hamas. And why are they flying rockets over a hospital? Why don't you just bring your rockets behind the hospital and fly them from there? And do you hear what Joe Biden said, too? Joe Biden said, learn to shoot straight. That's the advice you give the terrorists? Well, he also said don't. When uh, when somebody in the media asked him, what would you say about Hamas bombing Israel? And and his thing was don't. Don't. Like, that's that's not threatening at all. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Boogie-woogie. Meantime, they're already bombing Israel. Don't do it. Yeah, what are you going to do, old man? There's nothing that he can say if I was, you know, a leader of another country that would worry me. You know, cause me fear. Really? What's he got to say anyhow? Well, what business did he have even going over there? Yeah. It was just for, what, to get his picture taken with Bibi Netanyahu. He accomplished zero. Yeah, and all the other countries, they didn't, wanna, they didn't want to talk to Brandon. They didn't want their picture with him. Yeah, and your boy Newsom's on his way over there, too. 
what's this with all these these you know elite people having field trips over to war zones? Because it's all a political gimmick to get everybody reelected, or you know, if Biden, Gavin Newsom is supposed to be their their boy after them, and you know, yeah, the golden boy, they're in somewhere. It's a ploy. Exactly. Yeah, well, they're going to use Newsom to get rid of Biden and Kamala. Yeah, but the only problem with that, well, well, we realize that everybody wants Big Mike, but Big Mike does not want the job. Yeah, he's and, adamant. He does. He don't want the job. Does not want. And Gruesome is just not liked like that. No, but he's chomping at the bit to get the job. He wants the job. And they'll give it to I him would because to they're all done with If he Biden. ran against the big Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy would beat him. Not by much, but yeah. I think that is that is. Uh, of course, he would beat somebody like Mike Pence or Chris Christie, but anybody that's halfway decent, whether it's DeSantis, Trump, or Ramaswamy, I think would beat Gruesome. Uh, I think that's how much Gruesome is not liked. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't like him, and he's and he's running a real junk box hole. And I think you're right about them uh, uh, an impending terrorist attack over there in California somewhere because that would put him in the spotlight. Remember when we got hit for 9-11 and Rudy Giuliani was the man to go to. He was yeah. everybody's mayor. You know, George Bush was our president, but everybody was looking to Rudy Giuliani for guidance and for compassion and all of that. And he was just the man of the hour. So I think they want that type of notoriety for Newsom to put him on the map. And RFK and if, if they if they just destroyed San Francisco, uh other than Silicon Valley who uh I'm sure all those places would have other other buildings to go to if everybody doesn't work at home already. Well between then, the drunks, the junkies and the homeless, you know, the place needs a bulldozer anyhow. Yeah, they and, they can give, uh, and they can give Gavin the some street bread closing. so that people would like him for some reason. Yeah, well, that will give them an opportunity for urban renewal, too. Right. Well, you saw, yeah. you saw the latest thing California is doing now. They're looking to give Mexican citizens in Mexico who live near the Mexico-California border in-state tuition for, uh, for California colleges. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to completely melt the border altogether. So how could he be a a governor of a state if he's melting the border? He's just erasing it. Yep. And we can't call them illegals anymore because they're not illegal. They got a legal reason to be here once they got those court papers to show up for court. Now they have a temporary legal reason to be here. So you yeah, can't even throw them out. At that oh. point, they consider them temporary refugee status. Right. We've given them a legal yep. status. So you can't even round them up and throw them out. Not until after their court date. And 90% of them are not eligible for asylum. But 92% of them now are military age men between the ages of 18 and 35 yeah, yeah. and single. 
and they're assigning them to all these cities. You know, everybody complains about Governor Abbott down in Texas sent 1,300 migrants. Well, where'd the other 200,000 come from in New York? Not Abbott. They came from Biden, and they're being strategically placed there. The same with Atlanta and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Miami and all these clusters of where they're putting them. Yeah. There's a reason for that. You saw what happened when they put all those Somalis up in uh, Tlaib's district and yeah. Ilan Omar's district. Yep. And the Palestinians oh, actually in Tlaib's district. I do think it's hilarious that Eric Adams was sounding like he was done with all these illegals, so they bring him down to the border. And then he comes back and says the border is completely closed and uh, New York will take as many illegals as uh, as we have to take in. Uh, he wasn't having it. Then they, they, told, they probably told him behind the scenes, look, there's a chance you could be vice president. Yeah, and he has a whole bunch of money to keep your mouth shut. Right. You know, they're, they're making deals right out in the open at that grill in New York, not New York, in D.C. What's that, the Capitol Grill, that famous place? They're like yeah, laying the guys and papers on the table and making contracts and deals, the lobbyists and the politicians, to either yeah. vote for Jim Jordan or not vote for Jim Jordan. And there's money flying around all over the place. They're all drinking and yucking it up and just prolonging this because there's money in it. And yeah. Newsom's trying to sell the seat over in California, this uh, Diane Feinstein's seat. And like Trump, like uh, Pru said, he only wants to put a black woman in there. Yeah, they told Adam shit that... Uh that he, he should not apply to be senator because he's white and a guy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't oh, say that in the Constitution. There's no specifications like that in the Constitution about electing representatives. Nobody said they had to be black, white, female, straight, gay, whatever. No, they're allowed to have kumquats. Yeah. They're allowed to have pigmentation or no pigmentation. And they're allowed to have testicles. You know, it's kind of like how the world is. You know, if they're not men, they're women. Even the trans, if they transition, they go from one to the other. True that. So that's discrimination. You hate men, you hate white guys, and you hate white women and Spanish women, Spanish guys. Black men. That sounds like an awful lot of racism right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you hate if you hate Jewish people, then that's fresh again. Yeah. I'm really scared about that. Yeah, that that's just unnecessary. You Look, know I, I understand if somebody wants to come out and say no war, pro peace and let's get done with this garbage already, but just to be, just to say, well, Israel has it because they exist, and it's okay for the children to die uh, because they're Jewish and they should have had an abortion. 
Uh, I, right? I just can't believe in America that that kind of language is in style now. Oh, I have no use for anybody who kills babies or condones killing babies. Right. You behead them. And we yeah, don't even know if that's true, that. but still, if uh, if yeah. people are saying that's a good thing, it doesn't have to be true. If if somebody said that's a good thing, then th- there's an issue there. There mm-hmm. was a video of this, the cops going to the this Israeli guy's door to tell them that they had found the body of his 8-year-old daughter and she was dead. And he mm-hmm. said, thank you, and he smiled. Because he would he rather having her dead than having her in the hands of those savages alive. Right. Sometimes dead is better than alive. Mm-hmm. When savages like that have you. And you're eight years old. It's you just, had one guy, uh, you had one guy at, what, at that music fest, he was a, a Jewish gentleman. He was pro-Palestine, anti-Netanyahu, and they still killed him. Yeah, I heard about that too. I heard about another kid over there. They were lobbing hand grenades at the at the kids at the concert, and one of the kids was lobbing them back, and one of them finally went off, and his hand and blew his arm off. But he was at least trying to pick them up and throw them back, saving people. Hand grenades. Where did you get hand grenades from? Yeah. Well, what you know, they're they're making rockets, and now they just intercepted some rockets that were coming from Yemen headed towards Hamas. Oh, so and we're getting fired on. Getting fired on all over the place. Getting fired on by drones in play- Iraq. There's other players now involved in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. The Houthis in Yemen. They're all Iranian-backed. The Houthis, the um, Hamas, Hezbollah. And that's the thing. We had figured it out last week. The goal is to take out Iran's nuclear weapons. Iran's going to get blamed for everything now. Yep. So be prepared for World War Three, because Israel or the United States, one of them is going to go in after that nuclear reactor they got. Which is weird because Barry Satoro made a, a deal with them years ago to allow them to create nuclears. Well, they made a deal with Russia to allow that pipeline and then blew it up. Yes. Yep. The Nordstrom pipeline. They said, yeah, go ahead, run your pipeline. After Trump said, no, 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 no. They said, go ahead, run it. Just when they were ready to open it up, it suffered an accident mm. under the sea. Allegedly. Yeah, it had a terrible accident. So you can't trust them. Nancy Pelosi told McCarthy that she would have her caucus vote with him to keep him as Speaker. And then when the vote came up, none of the Democrats voted for him. So she backstabbed him. No, they voted for an anti-Semite. Yeah, and then in retaliation, that guy, the temporary guy, Threw her and Sandy Hoyer out of those cushy offices they had. That was a payback for not mm-hmm. keeping her word on, on keeping McCarthy. And McCarthy, he was shouting today at Gates, telling him to sit down and poking at him and stuff. 
And I understand, you know, you want to be mad at Gates for bringing it up for, to vacate the chair. Well, he couldn't have thrown out McCarthy all by himself. It took the majority of votes, right? Correct. And at so the end of it, McCarthy, I, I, I'd, I'd rather have where we're at now. Looking back, I think that was the best move, even if even if we're sacrificing no Congress for a while. After yeah. seeing Correct. some of this, I'm I'm good. Yeah. So, Actually, Matt Gates did us all a favor. They're furious at him, but he did us a favor. It's going to come out in the long That's run right. that he's look, saving us from something. Right. Look what they tried to do to him uh, last year or two years ago. They said, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's sex trafficking or something like that. And that yeah. turned out to be complete. Yeah, that's always bogus. Like they're saying, Trump raped that crazy chick. No, he didn't. <laughs> they even tried it with Russell Brand. Look at that. Where's that now going? It's gone nowhere. Yeah, Russell Brand ain't going to put up with that. But as soon as they don't like what you're saying, they'll come up with stuff. Yeah. You know, and if they can get into your computer, they'll load it up with child porn and then come and arrest you. Yep. That is That's true. Like, like Trudeau's now trying to censor Joe Rogan in Canada. Yeah. Proof, what's that guy's name that's running against Trudeau? The guy with the apple. Yeah, we just talked about that yesterday, and I forgot to look that up. He was the guy that was eating the apple in that interview. Did, yeah. Did you see? Did you two see that? Came on. Yeah. Uh, Vinny. Yeah, I saw that. I. No. At that point, I wanted to move to Canada just to vote for the man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they had they had a candidate that's going up against Trudeau, and this real punky, um, disheveled looking reporter was asking him questions, but the way he was framing it was like, well, some people say that you're taking a page out of Trump's playbook. And he said, some people, who? And the guy said, well, you know, I'm just, and he couldn't answer it. So then it, later on he says to him again, you're taking, it sounds like you're taking a page out of Trump's playbook. And he says, well, which page? What do you, he said that a couple of times. What page are you talking yeah. about? So everything that the reporter said, he was being snide and snotty to him. This guy just continued to nonchalantly eat his apple, and he, he was really zooming on the guy. The, the reporter got nowhere with him. But he said, well, finally, well, why are you running? He said, common sense. I want to restore some common sense. Seems a lot of people don't have any. And well, he was no, talking about You that. have the lapdog media that, that has to... They have to to promote the new world order any, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought that up too. You all say the same things. You ask the same questions. You ask the same way. You say the same things. You know, why talk to all of you when you only got to talk to one of you? The rest of you are just gonna parrot it. No, I I, I like the, that Argentina guy though. If you've seen him talk, the the conservative and the and as soon as it as soon as they see that he's winning in the polls because the election's coming up, that yeah. they, they hit him with some charges like they did with Trump and Bolsonaro and all them. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's like the, the that, go-to that thing is to do now. Communist play. Yep. 
Yeah, well, that's what they do. They bring up some moral deficiencies or they pin some stupid stuff on them and, and just charge them on bogus charges. And we got an insurrection yeah, at the Capitol. A, a well, real is one. this way, though, that the fake news can come out and say, well, why, why should somebody vote for you? You're under investigation. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're indicted, you know. Indicted doesn't mean guilty. Mind your thumb, it does. And, yeah, this time, in this day and age, it does, but even if you're not guilty, we're in a heap of trouble, and now we're at war. We are in And Biden trouble. wants to be a wartime president. I couldn't... Yeah, but, uh, but how many wars, and I know Janet Yellen said we could fund all of them, but we're, we're going to fund Ukraine... Taiwan, I guess, unless we unless we fund China, which I don't think would happen. Which means that if we are at war against China, that we're not going to get all those goods from China anymore. Um, so well, there's Biden no said factories. The same thing today. He said the same thing today. A reporter asked him if we could fund all those wars. He said, "We're the United States. Come on, man." Yeah. Like yeah, we got plenty of money to blow. Yeah, so so they're going to have four wars at once. They're going to have the Russia-Ukraine, Hamas versus Israel, China and Taiwan, and then uh, and then of course they they can't wait to bring troops in against us. Yeah, well that's the thing. The other three wars: the Russia, the China, and the Israeli wars. None of those have anything to do with us. We're funding them. We're funding both sides of them. But they're none of our business. We're not involved in those. We weren't shooting at anybody. Nobody was shooting at us. Now they are, but they weren't until Biden wants to go and be big man on campus. You know, he could have done a lot more operating in silence and obscurity. You know, do what you got to do. Keep your mouth shut. And stay, you know, on the sidelines. You can operate pretty good. But, you you know, you want to stand there in the spotlight and tell everybody what you're going to do. Show pictures of, of your special operations troops online. Do you see that? No. No. But Joe Biden posted a picture of himself meeting with some special operations soldiers. He posted it. The White House posted this picture and did not obscure those people's faces. He outed these special forces. Oh, that's forces. great. Yeah. Yeah. And sure, uh, one reporter noticed it and blacked out the faces. But the picture of the guys is all over the place. Remember what he did to SEAL Team 6? Well, he's doing it again. Yep. He's going to try to get those kids killed. That's what Obama did with SEAL Team 6 for sure. And these are the elite teams. These are the best of the best. These are the ones that you send in to rescue hostages when no one else can get into this area. These guys have ways. And now you show the pictures all over the, the international web. I don't you know, think that's the first time one of their facial recognitions picks up this guy. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how about this one, everybody? 
So Sarah Silverman, who is Jewish, she expresses support for Israel on social media, and then all the leftists accuse her of being racist and supporting genocide, so she's now apologizing for standing with Israel, even though she's Jewish. She's just a self-hating Jew, that's all she is. The Jews have to stop doing that. It's okay to stand up and be Jewish. It's okay to stick up for innocent victims. It's okay to stick up for the innocent Palestinians, too. You know, Hamas is no better to them. But the Palestinians are in a position to purge Hamas from their ranks. They don't want them there. There's enough of them they could get them out. And then all that foreign aid that they did allow in, they handed it right over to Hamas. So, you know, why would we give them more? Joe Biden's given them more. He's given them money. You know every dollar is going to get put into Hamas's hands. Those people aren't going to see a nickel of that. They'd be lucky if they get a crust of bread or an MRE out of it. Mm-hmm. So why would we that they can't stand up for themselves? Why should somebody apologize for, for saying I'm Jewish and I stand with Israel? They shouldn't. They shouldn't apologize for that. Correct. But, you know, they badger them if they do step up. And we should be paying attention to that. Because pretty soon you're not going to be able to say I'm American and I'm proud of it. Well, we're basically there right now anyway. We're close, if you want to yeah. make America great again, then, yeah, they, they, they would like to do their best to get rid of you. Exactly. They don't want any kind of national pride, period. They're trying to saturate us. They're trying to shuffle the deck so that nobody has an actual nation anywhere. To the same, to the same respect that social media, you know, the mainstream media including mainly Rachel Madcow, saying that there's no splinter cells or anything in the United States, yet Dearborn, Michigan is basically the Palestinian capital of the United States, not counting, you know, how many Hamas members that they have in Michigan. And while all of this Mm -hmm. is going around, they're all eating popcorn, waving their flags, and going, death to Israel. Right. Yet there's no splinter cells anywhere in the United States. Yeah, they're all refugees fleeing fleeing their country, but I see an awful lot of their flags flying in these marches. If you fled that country, why are you standing up for it? And where'd you get all those flags? Yeah, but uh, Rashida Tlaib is not going to fly an American flag now and then. Right, Joanne? What? What? Rashida Tlaib's not going to get in trouble for what she did yesterday. Oh, absolutely not. And neither is all those people that stormed the Capitol and took it over. They were hanging off the balconies. They were filled the rotunda. In the meantime, the J6 people, they looked like they were going to a movie theater. They were walking through the hallway in the middle of the velvet ropes. They didn't even go around the ropes. Yeah. They didn't break anything. They didn't cause any ruckuses. They didn't set things on fire. Well, some people weren't even in the area. Yeah, some of them weren't even in the area. uh, The 
the leader of the Proud Boys, they weren't even in Washington, D.C. Yep. And they got rounded up. And now they got this new idea that the FBI is going to go walking around and knocking on Trump supporters' doors, just asking questions. Don't come to my door asking questions. Well, we're not mm-hmm. required to talk to them, are we? I no. know if we don't talk to them that uh, we'll be on another list, but still, we're not required to talk to them. You know, if they no. come to my door, I'll offer them coffee, but I'm not talking to them. I mean, they could they could charge you with obstruction of justice. That's the only thing. Well, go ahead. Uh, I'm old. I'm expensive to keep, and I ain't got a lot to lose. So, you know, I'm not I'm not playing that. Yeah, but James Clapper mm-hmm. said on day one that uh, they're going to go after anybody that didn't support Brandon, even libertarians. Yep. So he's he's making good on that. That's the only promise that Brandon's kept. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think that RFK Jr. might be in it to take down or take Trump down a couple of pegs, steal off some of his votes to give Biden an edge. At the end of the day, he's still a Democrat. Yeah. And he's friends with all those other Democrats, not necessarily Biden. So, you know, and he wants reparations. And he does, like you said yesterday, he's got two good things. He's against the vaccines and he's anti-war. So, yeah, that is two good things. But he's also for reparations, for spending all kinds of money. He's a big supporter of the climate change. Even after the people trying to build trucks, I said a Chevy 250 last night. Chevy doesn't make the 250. Ford makes the 250. But, um, yeah, they they were trying to switch them over to EV. And only 18 of them were sold. Yeah. So they've canceled now that they're going to leave the 250 alone. 250 is one of the number one trucks in the country, I found out. Yeah. You know, a lot of Big people truck. work in construction depend on those trucks. You you don't oh, have they time. They don't give a crap about, about the cars, but the trucks, oh, they, they, will, they will do their best to, to make those trucks as, as good as they can because of government contracts. But... Yeah, not only that, but you're out on a job. You're out on a job doing construction, doing, you know, pipeline or, or, I don't know, farming or uh, putting glass in tall buildings. And you can't go pick up your glass because you've got to charge that vehicle. And it takes four hours hours. to charge that vehicle, so yeah, 12 hours. So now you've wasted that much time. So at, figure out how much time that would add to contracts. And then pretty oh, soon and you'd be you might only fine. get 20 minutes of, of charge out of that, and then you've got to go back and charge it again. Right. Yep. So it's absolutely useless on a job site. Or going to and from the job site, or pickups and deliveries. They're useless. You need something, if you, if you need sure. gas, you can pour gas in it and get the hell out of there and just get back to work. Exactly. Or make sure they have a generator in the truck and they can charge up the car with a gas generator. 
Right. Yeah, have a can of gas in the generator. And there's ways to make those cars charge themselves. We discussed that on air. I told everybody yeah. how to do it. If you want to take it for, you know, you, you want to charge your car, take it for a ride. The technology exists, and they won't use it, though. Oh, yeah, the technology's there. Think about it. How do they get those rockets that launch those satellites out? There's no gas stations in space. How'd they get that little nope. Land Rover all the way to Mars? Walked a, the spaceship couldn't carry enough gas to get them that far, so there was ways that they got there. So there's other energy sources on those. That, you know, what if we're using it, it's already obsolete. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to get off this phone. It was very nice meeting you, Kimo, and I'm sure nice we'll talk again. You. Vinny, you take okay. care of yourself and you make sure that, you know, if that ever happens again, you got to get somebody to get in touch with proof for us, one of them, some of us, so that we know that we've got to worry about you. I got you. And as I said, if you need anything at all, just put the bug in for Proof's ear, and the rest of us will get it to you, too. Proof, thank, thank you, you very much again right, for, thanks for coming in, Joanne. inviting me on. And Freedomizers, good night. All right. So what time is uh, is lights out for you over there, Vito? I probably have an hour. All right. I mean, I'm able to sleep at night. I have a, unfortunately, I have a roommate who oh, has right. dementia. Yeah. And um, I think he, I think the, <clears throat> the the change of environment for him is kind of freaking him out. So he panics and he tries to get up out of bed. Oh. So. You know, it's it's you know, it, it, I feel bad for the dude, man. I really do. But they put him, they do, they put him in a wheelchair, and uh, they keep him big in a big wheelchair, and they keep him outside next to the nursing station. So, that's it. The only time I wake up is when I gotta pee. But I gotta say one thing, Pooh. Um, we're of that age. We're getting up there in age. We're still young. And Kimo, yeah. I, I I think you could relate to this. The most I personally feel that like the most demoralizing thing, dehumanizing thing, is uh, when you can't wipe your ass. When you go to the bathroom and the nurse has to clean you. I, I was just totally. I mean, I broke down when the nurse did that. Uh, the next the next time I went, I I I you know I gritted my teeth and I just leaned over and I cleaned myself. I did it all by myself. And when they came in, they were like, uh, you know, you, you, just, you know, you ready to get clean? I told them I already did it, and they were like, they were shocked and happy because they don't like to do that either. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, you know. You know, I I did it and and I was the better man for it. You know, cause I'm still young. I can still move. You know what I mean? My you know, it was a balance issue to clean myself. So 
And once I realized I could close it down and do it, I did it. See, when I was in the hospital earlier this year, the hardest thing for me, uh, when I was in there for eight days, I couldn't take a shower, so I had to wash in the sink. Yeah, I mean, I've been using, I took one shower in the last month. I took one shower, but I've been using that. I've been using the wipes to to to, to clean myself. That's it. Yeah, I'm one of those people I that uh, I, I I can't go a day without a shower. Yeah, I, I, I'm a very true, bad camper because I need a shower. But I'm very scared of getting my my leg infected. Right. You know that's something that that worries me is getting you know that wound gets infected. You know, I might wind up losing the foot. About eight years ago, I had a hip replacement surgery, and I was literally laid up in the hospital for 45 days, not being able to take a shower or, you know, even wiping and stuff was, you know, beyond a challenge. And it is, it is dehumiliating. I understand that. It's, you know, because you're so used to being able to function on your own and do, you know, just no things you take for granted. And then they have yeah. somebody go, oh, we need to do this for you. And it's just very humiliating. I mean, even even getting to the doctor, because I had a doctor's appointment today. Um, even going to see the doctor, they put you in a wheelchair, and they put you in, in, a, in, a, in a van, and they drive you. Mm. I'm like, you know. Uh, this, this just doesn't. It's not. It's not right. You know. What I mean. It's. Uh, I always say I did, did nothing to deserve this. I did absolutely nothing to deserve this. You know. I didn't do nothing stupid on my bike. Running a red light. I was minding my business. Riding. You know. Riding. You know, just riding. And then power just kicked in, and I had in less than a, less than a half a second, less than a quarter second. You know. And somehow it changed my life a little bit. It did. Yeah. So, see how it goes. Well, like I said, hang in there and stay strong, brothers. You know. Yeah. You know, I mean, the physical therapy is going. You know everything that uh, you know they want me to do. I've been doing. You know, I just I just want things done right away. You know, I, not right away, but I want things done the right way. That's the one thing that I ask for. All right. Let's see what's uh, what's next on the agenda here tonight. Article I haven't been able to look at yet. Uh, I haven't but, done uh, Mr. Broccoli either. I didn't know if Vito was in the mood for it. Well, listen. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cut out because I gotta get something done here. But uh, oh, I'll call. Hey, I'm just glad you called in today. Yeah, man. 
Thank you again. Nice Thanks for being a good friend to the network, sir. Be Stay strong, Thank man. So what we got, man. You got to do what you got to do. You got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just move on. Take a step forward. Exactly. All right. I'll talk to you guys right, soon. Thank you, Vito. Thanks, Bruce. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's go ahead and get Mr. Broccoli out of the way because it's uh, the top of the third hour. I was going to say, you went two hours without a commercial break. I'm impressed. (laughs) You know what? I just, I have to admit, I'm kind of burned out of the commercials. I should have played some because it's your first night. But until we get some new ones, I just haven't been really taking the breaks. If somebody needs a break, that's fine. But uh, unless somebody says something, I just plow through. Don't be afraid to say, can we take a break? I don't really care. Otherwise, I might not take one. Unless we have a guest. If we have a guest, we'll take a break. The, The conversation within the last hour and a half was, you know, that was good enough for me. Very informative. People are actually, you know, it's great to hear people, you know, knowledgeable on these things. So it's always great to hear people's opinions and everything else. Right. Yeah, but don't yeah, think we're trying yeah. to drown you out. Uh, just because you're the new guy doesn't mean your your input is not valued. Oh, no, always good. But so, I already uh, got it loaded up. Do you have uh, do you have Mr. Broccoli loaded up? Is that what you said? Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and do it here. So this is how liberals view the Israel versus Palestine situation. So this one's called Palestine. Liberal person's in it. Let me count it down. All right. Let me count down. It's three, two, one. Action. <laughs> Hey broccoli person, I hate you so much. Why can't you go die in the Gaza Strip? Hey now. Just because I do not like your politics does not mean I can go around wishing death on you. That is right. Because I am loving and liberal, I love everyone that agrees with me. If you do not agree with me, you bees is a Nazi. I don't know what your problem is. My problem is Trump's supporters and people from Israel. Everyone who is one of those is a Nazi that needs to be brought to death. You do realize that Adolf Hitler was the head of the National Socialist Party and they acted against Israel, right? That is correct. But Nazis were Republican and always are. Especially Libertarians. You do realize that Democrats are the only ones that are for big government. I am against big globalist government. And that is why you are a something ducker. I even went to the gays, lesbians and trans people for Palestine and Islam. Maybe you do not understand. Palestine and Islam are against gay, lesbians, and trans people. They kill everyone who is not under their religion. That does not affect me. I am against Trump. Everyone on the TV even agrees if you hate Trump, you stand against Israel. 
Even Black Lives Matter is against Israel. Sorry I do not understand. Whatever Trump is for, then I am against. Trump supports Israel so I am supporting Palestine because I am loving and liberal. But their goal is to kill you. But it's more important to stop Trump because Trump is a Nazi. He is against freedom. Isn't a group of people trying to kill you is more important than who is president? Even Brandon said that climate change and MAGA extremists are more of a threat than nuclear war or any foreign war. That makes no sense. How is a Trump supporter a bigger threat than someone right now they are going to kill Americans? That's because you are the something docker of the year. You believe in the Constitution. But that is the law of the land. Of course we believe in it because it is the laws of our country. And that is exactly why you need to be put in a FEMA camp. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. Nazis like you need to be re-educated and euthanized. Just like they did in Germany in 1940. Even Mrs. Clinton says we need to do that because you are the biggest threat to the world. Please do tell me how the Earth's temperature rising 1% over the next 100 years is more of a threat than the Hamas people sneaking in through the Mexico border. You fool. Do you not know that the Mexico border is the most safest it has ever been? That border has been proven by branding and mainstream media to be closed. If the border is so closed, then why are parks being converted to shelters for illegals? Why do the kids in Chicago have to give up their football fields and people in nursing homes are kicked out so military-age single men from any country can live there? And they get paid to be here illegally. Well at least they do not support Trump. They will all vote for Brandon. Or Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. So you believe illegals from the Middle East, prisons from Venezuela, and even soldiers from China, can come across the US border illegally and it is a great idea to give our land to them and plus give them $3,000 each a month to live here? Look you business, you need to stop calling them illegals. They are clearly undocumented friends of Americans, at least they will not vote for Trump. That is the worstest thing you can do as an American. You need to be placed in camps like the Zrails in Germany. So now you are admitting you are a Nazi? Because that's exactly what people with your thinking did to the Jews in 1940. We do not but this time it is different. You something that cares support Trump. Didn't Hamas just lop off the heads of babies in the hospital? Why is it okay to kill the kids? They did not do anything wrong. If they killed any kids, that does not affect me. I do not have any children. Besides they should have had abortions instead of letting them die in a hospital. More children is the main cause of global warming. But wouldn't the nuclear war be even worse for the atmosphere? Even Bill Gates agrees that we need to get rid of trees because they use too much carbon. You Trump supporters are crazy in the head for thinking that we need trees. Nuclear war is great as long as it removes everyone who is not a Democrat because we need to remove Nazis. You can't be serious. Did you not learn in elementary school that trees eat carbon and in return produce more clean air for us to breathe? The more trees we have, the better air we will have. You are a piece of human excrement and a liar. That's why you need to go to a FEMA camp and get re-educated. 
You are so stupid that you do refuse to believe that two men can now have a baby. All I know is you support socialism. You like the Democrat Party and gave money to Bernie Sanders. That makes you a socialist. That is right. And you are for socializing and nationalizing all the small businesses in America. Yes, that is correct. Then you are a national socialist. Yes, so what? Adolf Hitler was a national socialist. He was against giving everyone their freedom and blamed another religion just so they can create world chaos and war. This was meant to hide the crazy amount of debt the nation racked up and to eliminate as many people on the earth who did not fit Hitler's criteria for who was worthy to live. National socialists were also called Nazis. Hey everyone. I hope we can learn from the history from over 80 years ago and not repeat it. Please check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on a lot of great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Get educated. Check out freedomizerradio.com. I will never check out the Proof Negative radio show. I am too loving and liberal. Whoever does not support Hamas or Palestine needs to get re-educated and go to a FEMA camp. That definitely does not exist. Right, chemo i hope it was all right actually it was fine <laughs> another great broccoli man episode well thank you sir do you have a favorite episode uh out of all the ones you've seen do you have any that you thought might have been better than any others or do you have a favorite character um one of my favorite episodes was when they were going for their 20th vaccine and their 15th heart attack, and Broccoli Man was trying to explain to them how this, they, you know, it was not good for that, and, and they were trying to explain to him, you know nothing, it's like a heart attack is good, and we need to wear the scams, and and you know, take your genetic modifications. It's like I, I took my 15th, and I'm fine. Oh. There goes a heart attack again. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that one was great too because that's exactly how Democrats lately, you know, are, you know, talking about this. I mean, even then when Hamas bombed Israel, before they, Israel even started to retaliate, the squad was going, um, we need a ceasefire. Israel doesn't need to fire anything. It's it's a retaliation. It's like no, it's self defense. I just don't understand why uh, why people think that a country shouldn't exist. It's not like they're being forced to live there. <laughs> well, to the same yeah. Well, to, for the most part, yes. Um, just like I always say, I have nothing against the Russian people whatsoever. Their government sucks. And unfortunately, some people are kind of forced to live there in the Soviet Union. 
especially now that, you know, Ukraine's borders are kind of closed. So with the exception of military, it's not like, you know, Russians can jump ship because the same thing when, um, like, oh, what is the prime example of, of people jumping ship and then, you know, having to worry about their families that they left behind. Because all of a sudden, you know, certain people's families are like, hey, this person jumped ship, but their families are still there. Good, let's kill them. Hmm. Show them and teach them a lesson. I mean, that mental mental understanding is just lost on me completely because, you know, it's like I don't hate with, you know, I don't hate the Russians. I don't hate the Chinese people. I love their food. (laughs) But it's their governments that have that we're better than anybody else and, you know, and those who don't believe in it, you know, perish because of it. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing here in the United States. It's hard to call them Democrats. I, I, I try to call them communists. Or demon rats. Nah, communists are good enough. I like to call them by their real names. <laughs> and they don't they don't have the realization that, you know, they could talk about, you know, they could talk about that all, you know, it's like, you know, they're bad, they're this, they're, and then you would, the, the thing that gets me is when you want to, you know, when you want to show to the communists that you realize once they're done with us, they're going to go after you next. Oh, that can't happen. It's like history repeats itself. Yeah, it will never happen. That's what people always say. You're right. Just like all of a sudden the people, you know, people are complaining, anybody, but, you know, you know, they were so happy when, you know, Sleepy Joe got into office, and they were like, oh, things are going to change. Things are going to change for the better and everything. And it's not only Republicans, but Democrats, independents, libertarians, everything, are still paying the same at the gas pumps, paying the same for their food. They're being overtaxed, and they're, like, you know, get, finally getting a clue going, well, wait a second. This wasn't supposed to happen to us. And it's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? It's like literally all the people that were, you know, all the people that voted for Brandon, you know, would they think that they were an exception to the rule? That's what it sounds like. And it's like, you know, we are a country. You know, it doesn't, just because you voted for Brandon didn't mean that, you know, we're going to be tax-free and get our gas for free and food for free. And, well, they'll get know, the universal basic income. 
Yeah. With uh, with a certain implant on your on your wrist, that'll be the size of a grain of rice. And even then, they're still going to have to pay the same taxes even more, the same gas prices even more, and the same food prices even more. And for what? Because, you know, all of a sudden, Brandon goes, we've created more jobs in the United States than any other sitting president in the history. And to me, my joke was always, yeah, because people are having to take out second jobs just to afford a loaf of bread. And if anything, Honestly, those jobs were not created by them. Those were jobs that were shut down due to the pandemic and slowly trickling into re-getting, you know, all back on our feet. So it's not like they created jobs. They, you know, were getting jobs back that they completely screwed us over on. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if we if we lose good jobs and we get uh, more McGMO jobs, I mean, is that really considered a trade-off? I don't think so. Yeah, and you know, they also said, you know, that when when the Keystone Pipeline, you know, when Brandon shut down the idea of the Keystone Pipeline, and they were like, well, what are you know? You know, people that work in the oil fields and everything, what are they going to do for a living? And he made the comment, it's like, well, I guess you learn better computer skills and stuff. And it's like, you know, sorry, not everybody's good enough looking to have an OnlyFans account. That's true. Some of us, some of us actually have kumquats. Yeah, some, some of us value not flashing our genitalia to the world. See, nudity never bothered me, and that, that's why I don't get it. Uh, because honestly, I, I just uh, I, I just don't understand the whole big deal. Look, I'm naked. Well, we all have body parts. I, I don't. I, I just don't. Uh, I don't value it the same. But yet, simps, you know. Technically, simps do. You know, we call them simps because, you know, there's, you know, 20-something-year-old guys that are in college that spend, not, you know, all their time, you know, in their books and, you know, studying and do everything else and don't get a social life and don't go hang out. And especially with the pandemic when everybody was shut in. It's like you really could, you know, for the, you know, for for the three years that, that all this was going on, nobody could really see a good set of boobs, other than on the internet. And then women were like, "Okay, you can see my boobs, but it's going to cost you." Yeah. And it's like you know, I've never been to a, I've never been to a strip club, and that's just why I, I guess because I'm just thinking at it like. If somebody sees me naked, they see me naked. I don't really care. And I, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. Cracked up to be either. So, <laughs> why do you think strip clubs have low lighting and the girls wear heavy makeup? Turn the lights on at four o'clock in the morning and see some of these women. <laughs> 
I heard, speaking of which, I heard Larry's Villa isn't around anymore. Yeah, I guess from what I heard that um, that whole area, the property and stuff is being, you know, torn down for new, for new shopping and stuff like that. And more urban renewal in the Las Vegas area. So now we need to find a new place where strippers go to die. <laughs> no, that's just so overrated. And uh, and if we still had to wear scams by now, we'd see Playface magazine. Yep. Ooh, she showed a left. She showed a left nostril. Ooh, let me you know, tug one out for that one. You know, it's. Yeah, well, look at her. She she has her scam under her chin. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Uh, what, her scam under her chin? Oh, she's such a dirty girl, you know? it's. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, but, well, you know my point, I guess. I, I just don't grasp the concept. I, I'm not a prude. I just can't believe that we as humans... Are are so interested in certain. It's like uh, gun violence is fine. On on TV, you can have uh, all the gun violence you want, but how dare somebody show their butt? Like somebody's wearing a g-string, they have to bleep that out. But in yep. uh, in Europe, you're not allowed to shoot anybody on TV. Or on the, uh, yeah, you have to pixel out that, but you can show whatever body parts you want. Yep. See, that's because, you know, we are kind of uptight about that as far as the United States goes and, you know, and broadcast. But they're the same people that, you know, promote wars, so... Right, and I'm not advocating that people go out and and uh, and have coitus in their front yards or anything. I just don't see the the big deal over over seeing a body. It's like so what? I don't see why not. It's better than most of the stuff they have on Netflix. Personally, if my neighbors were out doing the dirty in the front yard, I'd grab popcorn and soda and go let the games begin. <laughs> See, I'm surprised with all this trans stuff that uh, that they they're not uh, they're not allowing that to take place yet. I, I figured that would be one of the first walls to come down. But well, look at all the profanities in in music, but you, you still can't say it on TV, which is kind of funny to me. That like in New York where it's legal for a woman to be topless anywhere a man can be, but you still can't show it on TV in New York. Well, you can go outside and see it. You just can't see it on TV. Well, prime example, once again, with YouTube, it's like you you can't call, you know, the scams or the vaccines, you know, call them out for what they are because you get shut down on YouTube. Yet there's a couple of guys that are, have a YouTube channel that actually, for some strange reason, is completely age-appropriate, 
and they literally have a show on called Dick or Dildo. Oh. Where one guy meanwhile literally... They're, meanwhile, they're shutting people down because they have a, a channel dedicated to living a keto lifestyle. Yes. Because I've, I've, I'm not exactly 100% keto, but for the most part, like, I'll, <coughs> I will eat potatoes, but I don't do bread, wheat, pasta, rice, but I, I will eat potatoes still in limited amounts. Well, the thing to controlling a keto diet, I learned when, because, you know, ever since March, from March until last week when I had my doctor's appointment, I lost 82 pounds basically okay. on the keto diet. But my doctor said you still need some form of carbs. It's not healthy for your body not to have carbohydrates. So um, I'm kind of limited to a percentage of how many carbs I eat. No, that's so – and I think uh, with uh, – who's that doctor that uh... – Dr. Mercola said if you're looking to get started on keto for the first, like, 60 to 90 days, you could do no sugar if you want. But at some point, you have to start introducing some because yeah, at, at some point, the body will just get used to not having sugar. And then when you try to have it again, it just it creates havoc in your system. Yeah. And you won't you won't lose any more weight after a while because your body just learned how to adapt. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, your body levels out. It's like you can lose a certain amount of weight and everything's great, but then at one point you're going to hit a plateau. Yeah. So my doctor told me once I hit the plateau, he's like, all right, um, 25% of your normal carb intake is fine, and you run that for a little bit, and then go back to living a uh, keto-sustained lifestyle for a little longer, and you'll lose, you know, a little more weight. But he even said that, you know, you have to put carbs into your system once in a while or else, you know, your body goes into quote-unquote keto shock where it plateaus off, and then all of a sudden you try to eat certain things like pastas, potatoes, rice, or sugars, and your body has a tendency to reject it, and that's not healthy. So, yeah, when I, when I have to eat carbs, I'm generally eating the, – the, there's one trick I could tell you, though, uh, but I, I, I still do a lot of fruit, except some of them have way too much sugar, but I can do like a banana or uh, I, I, I can eat peaches – Things that are like mid-range. I won't go crazy and eat the high sugar fruits, but ones that are mid-range, I, I, I will I will mess with them now. Yeah, and as far as the keto diet goes, you're supposed to eat like you know, as far as veggie fruits go, it's mostly citrus fruits. Yeah, citrus or and berries. That, that, that's what you can have. Or Granny Smith apples. Yeah. You need stuff that's tart. Tart stuff is fine. But if you're incorporating the extra sugar to get to that uh, that next level, then you could go to the level two fruits, which would be bananas, kiwis, and, uh, and yeah, pineapple. I don't know if that's high or not, but 
I think that might be like a stage three or, or something, but yeah, so that, that's what I've done. As I said, for my three meals, for my three meals a day anymore, it's like, you know, if, like, example, my meal is lunch, you know, I can eat, for breakfast, it's like eggs, bacon, you know, try to stay, you know, and some fruits. Uh, lunchtime, if I'm eating, like, Chinese food or stuff, I'll eat a little bit of rice just to get my carbs in. And then for dinner, I'll eat, you know, a lot of protein and a lot of vegetables. Yeah, I try to eat them all at the same time. So if I'm going to have sugar, I want to make sure I have fat, fiber, and protein with everything. So one of my big things, uh, I, I like yogurt, and that's really good for gut health. So there's a brand I like called Too Good, and that has two sugars. So that, that qualifies as something with a little bit of sugar. Or the Chobani Zeros. Dannon has Oikos. There, there's no sugar yogurt now, which is pretty. They are pretty tasty. And there's there's they some are. that are like high protein yogurts too. And a lot of probiotic yogurts that are out there that are really good for you. Yeah. But I just won't do the Yoplait and stuff like that. Just the regular 19 grams of sugar in one yogurt. <clears throat> At a minimum, 19 grams of sugars. When I started looking at some of those, like, Yoplait and, like, Dan and yogurts, you know, the the fruit-flavored, you know, the fruit on the bottom of the fruit-flavored stuff, you know, the amount of sugars that you were involved in them, it's like, you know, I saw some, like, 27 to 32 grams of sugar. And it's like, that's pretty much almost the cup. I want to show you something for off air. So let me just get this for you while we're talking. So there, there's a new thing now that uh, if you have pasta or uh, breads and stuff, you can freeze them now. And uh, And for whatever reason, if you freeze it, and then you heat it back up in like a toast a toaster oven or something. Mm-hmm. Most of the starch is out of it. And see, that was one of the other things my doctor taught me as well is um, most people have forgotten a little thing called portion control. It's like you don't have to eat the entire pizza from Domino's, or you know, or. You know, you don't have to get the, you know, you don't have to get the supersized meal all the time or, and that's, unfortunately, what we were told about was, that's part of the problem in America is people haven't learned, you know, do you take the regular cheeseburger or do you take the double whopper with cheese? You know what's funny you know, is what's that I'll, I'll I'll get the biggest burger that, that I can get at Five Guys, and that doesn't bother me. But I do uh, I do a lettuce wrap, and it's just See? meat and vegetables, so you could do that. But then again, also, you know, people are or you know, 
people are getting that double whopper with cheese and then they're getting a supersize to a large fry and a large Coke. Well, there's yeah, a lot of 2,600 calories right there with 102 grams of sugar. Actually, you know what's uh, one of the worst things for sugar? Just uh, eating like a muffin at Costco, for example. That, that yeah. might have 109 carbs. Yeah, I see that a lot. It's, you know, when I'm doing my shopping at Costco and stuff, I, I look at the bakery every once in a while. I still drool a little bit because, you know, I miss my – you know, I miss my cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. But when they're packaged at Costco, you know, you get the, you know, the health of stuff, you know, how many sugars, how many carbs. And it's, I started adding it up, and it's like, well, no wonder I got fat so quickly. And uh, there's a lot of keto-friendly, like uh, I was snacking on these earlier during the show. Russell Stover has a keto-friendly chocolate. Russell Stover me, uh, has a keto-friendly dark chocolate that is just awesome. Let me uh, let me grab this real quick here. I, I'm done for the night. I can't eat that late. But uh, it says here there is uh, – I ripped it right where the carbs is. It's uh, – but it's – I can't read the, car, the carbs, but it says the – the fiber is three, and the sugars are zero. Yeah. So it's the because of the sugar alcohol. The sugar alcohol is is uh, almost equals the amount of of carbs. So I I'm trying to see. I don't think how many pieces come in a serving. So two pieces come in a serving. So you might get you might need four chocolates. And you might end up with uh, with three net carbs for the uh, for the four of them. Actually, look at calories per serving. I've never I've never been a calorie guy. Uh, I, I figure if you're going to burn it off, you burn it off, and calories you could burn off a lot more than you can blood sugar. Exactly, and the Russell Stover chocolates have very low calories to them. So even if you even if a portion or serving size is two chocolates, you can still go four chocolates and still doesn't affect you that bad. So there's also like Duncan Hines makes a keto friendly uh, cake mix if you feel like uh, getting adventurous. Tried that once, won't do it again. All with all due respect, I'd rather have the real, real thing than, you know, wow than any of the keto-friendly pastas or anything like that to, you know. Me, I don't care, because I, I, instead of using the regular oil, uh, I would use coconut oil, and it works out, at least and for me. I, and instead of rice, I use broccoli rice or cauliflower yeah, I rice. The, I do the cauliflower rice, and also I found a new vegetable recently called uh, kohlrabi. I so you can it, use I've that instead of home easy, fries yeah. for potatoes. And see, there are great substitutes. You know, for the most part, there are great substitutes for having, you know, whether you're going for a keto diet or just 
you know, even a low-carb diet in general. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's a lot of people that eat a lot of carbs, and then you, some people's metabolisms can handle it, and some people's can't. And my problem was from being in the chair all the time, you know, ever since being in the chair, I'm not as physically active as I once was. Yeah. So the carbs just lay in my stomach like a rock. <laughs> so once I did the keto diet, I believe that. I found out, said once I started with the keto diet and you know was burning the fat and burning the, you know, I started. Um, it made me feel healthier enough that yeah, I was going on more you know more rolls, walks, so to speak, <laughs> more rolls. <laughs> And I had literally the energy to do that, and I was help. That was helping in the long run. But all I ever tell anybody anymore is just some people are like, oh, oh, the keto diet's unhealthy for you. It's like, well, there's that. There is a little bit of a you know, truth to that. But bottom line is, it was. Um, a friend, her name was Susan Powder. Do you remember her? I remember her. She had the, the very short blonde hair. And she had three basic principles you need to live a healthier life. It's like you got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to move. And one of her big things was portion control. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't need the jumbo fries. You don't need the extra large Coke. You don't need the, the double fudge brownie, you know, cookie and – you know, yeah, you know, half a cookie's fine, not a, you know, or you know, or even like one cookie instead of eating the entire bag. Well, you I know. look at it like if, if you're doing like a Newman's, a Newman's own that's organic, you can get away with a few more, but all the ones that are chemical laden, it's the chemicals that are making you fat. It's not the sugar necessarily. It's the it's the the chemicals in the mainstream food. And that's a big issue too. It's Ted. I don't eat a lot of processed foods anymore. I don't eat microwave meals. I don't eat. Yeah, we, I haven't um, used a microwave in this house since 2010. We don't have one. <laughs> Every once in a while, I reheat my coffee with one. That's about it. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, but you know. <clears throat> Every once in a while, I need my caffeine. So. I have one of those hot water coolers, so I just in the morning I'll just uh, load my hot cup up with tea and I'll I'm good. And to me, you know, Keurigs are a great idea, but in the long run, it's like, you know, you know, the waste, the wasted K cups, the you know, the price on the K cups as it is, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's that's like, because they know they can get it. Oh, yeah, because not everybody wants to brew a whole pot of coffee or even a half a pot of coffee. It's like, oh, one cup, and I'm good until I get to Starbucks. Until I get to Starbucks. Yeah, and then, you know, then I get my quadruple sugar out of Starbucks, and 
you know, by the time you get to work and you're all amped up and everything, you you know, you still get what they call secretary spread. Where from sitting in chairs so often your hips just become wider and wider and wider. <laughs> That was always a big joke when we would see people in the nightclubs in Vegas, you know, and, you know, for some strange reason, it's like guys that want the big booty, you know, good for you, you know, you want what you want. But there would be girls that literally, it was like, you know, from the waist up, you know, skinny waist, very healthy, you know. You know, very, but from the waist down, it was like, you know, it was baby like got beyond, beyond pear shit, beyond baby got back. And we, was, we would joke around, not, you know, being mean to them or anything, but, you know, certain times we'd ask them, you're a secretary, aren't you? And it's like, well, how'd you know that? And it's like, lucky guess. <laughs> it's like, you have a sedimentary job, don't you? Well, how do you know that? Lucky guess. So you know, I don't know if this wanna... would work for you. Uh, I don't know how your strength is in your legs, but I have at my work desk, I have one of those under-the-desk bikes, and I, I try to get a few miles in every day. <laughs> nah, ever since my last back surgery five years ago, um, my nerve da- my nerve damage got so bad I really don't do as much leg exercise. I can't do as much leg exercise anymore as I could. Okay. I really miss it too, but I mean, you saw me at the point where you know after the second back surgery that I had in life, where I was able to somewhat stand up near the car before getting in and out of the car or a van or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I, if it's if the seat in a car is not almost comparably level to my seat in the wheelchair, forget getting me in the car or getting me in the van or yeah. Well, my arms are a little bigger these days, but. But everybody used to joke around with me about all that, you know, because of all the rolling I used to do in Las Vegas. Is like, they were like, gee, your arms are huge. Well, you know, when I moved to Colorado, you know, I don't get that much, you know, roll time because it is a lot of mountains and a lot of dirt roads, you know, in my area. And so, you know, sure, I could get that exercise, but it's, you know, wear and tear on that chair is not There are other ways to do it, and you know, my arms shrunk for a little bit. But then, once you know, my my arms shrunk, my belly got bigger. You know, very unhealthy situation. And then, once I finally started my diet in March, it's like all of a sudden my arms are a little more toned. You know, I don't have the the, the overbloated stomach I used to have, and. You know, I posted pictures back in March on my Facebook page. I don't know if uh, you noticed that um, the, one of my good friends uh, used to be the club owner of the Boston nightclub, Ken Ramsey. Okay. And, 
me and Ken were hanging out at South Point when I, the last time I was on vacation. And all of a sudden, I started looking at, you know, yeah, I knew I was gaining weight and stuff and everything else, you know, but I didn't think it was that bad until pictures were actually taken of me, you know, standing, so to speak, sitting next to Ken. And it's like, uh, damn, there's like two of me. It was three of Ken, so... And then when I got to see my family in March, um, pictures were also taken. And, uh, you know, my dad's a big guy. You know, he's, you know, he used to be, you know, a good portionally bigger than I was, even then when I was plus sized. And when I saw my dad and, you know, he's only weighing 190 pounds, 195. And then I saw me, and it's like the last measurement at that point when I started the diet was uh, 320 pounds. You were at 320? Yeah, I was up to 320 at one point. Oh, wow. My high was 238. I'm I'm uh, in the 180s right now. Yeah, I'm now currently sitting at like – Roughly 2.30 right now as it is. All right. So I must still have I still have a goal of losing another 40 pounds by at least next summer. So, you know, I'd be happy at 190. But with my body frame, some people say that 190 pounds doesn't look healthy on me for some strange reason. I look, you know, too skinny. Yeah, I feel good right around between 178 and 183. That's like my sweet spot. And, you know, as more of, you know, as more of the weight I've been losing, I've, you know, felt a lot better healthy-wise. I breathe a little better. I sleep a lot better. I mean, that's also something to be said for a CPAP machine these days, but because the being overweight and everything else, and at this altitude, I develop sleep apnea. Oh. I literally use a CPAP machine at night when I sleep. But I've gone from, I used to have, on average, um, 22 incidences an hour while I was sleeping. And with the CPAP machine, I've actually got it down to like two and a half incidences an hour. So it's really helping. And it's like I sleep better, which means I wake up with more energy, uh, you know, plus that with, you know, my diet, you know, with my diet and everything else, I've been a lot of healthier, so... Not always, but I know a lot of times with the CPAP machines and the sleep apnea, if you get yourself under a decent weight, that the sleep apnea might go away. It does. Also, it also has a lot to do with, um, from where I live right now, I'm at, you know, literally mile, uh, just a hair over mile high. I'm, um, 
I'm higher than the floor at Mile High Stadium in Denver. Hmm. But with my weight and everything else, um, my throat surgeon at the same time, because that's when they were looking at my vocal cords at the same time and going, you know, well, you know, a lot of which, you know, I cancer-free, thank God, every, you know, my throat is scarred. It is scarring from having COVID. So there's not much they can really do other than hoping the scarring goes away after a while. But with my weight and having, you know, the incidents and stuff and the altitude, you know, when the diagnosis of sleep apnea, once I started using the CPAP machine, I started noticing that, because I have a little monitor on my phone as well that um, tells me every night, it's like how many hours I slept, um, how many incidents I had over the night, uh, how much, how much mask, mask leakage, um, all that stuff, and then it gives me an overall score on how well I did for the night. And, um, well, for the last at least four months, I have scored no less than a 94 out of 100. Okay. So that, that my throat surgeon and my doctor both said, well, it's the fact that I'm losing weight and, you know, I'm not putting – putting so much pressure on myself, you know, breathing-wise while I'm sleeping. So all that weight, you know, my, you know, with all the fat and everything else, I'm not putting as much pressure on myself, you know, to breathe. So it's helped a lot. But just my luck, I get to where I want to be healthy again, and all of a sudden a bomb's going to go off somewhere. <laughs> just my luck. Well, I'm pretty big into vitamins now too, so I uh, I I think a lot of it too is the lack of vitamin D. And I took uh, I took the vitamin I started taking vitamin K to uh, to make sure I can ingest more of the D. <laughs> okay, that sounded a little funny at that point, but. <laughs> Oh, it's what are they are. I mean, they're vitamins C, D, Z, uh, C, D, yep. K, zinc, magnesium. Um, I take MSM and I take hyaluronic acid. And the funny thing is, to increase my vitamin D, do you want want to know what I did? Went outside. Exactly. Literally went outside. Right. Exactly. I. I do that as well, but I, I work a day job, and then I exactly. have to do show prep and cook and have a night job, so yeah, I don't get so to go always, outside like I want, so I have to compensate. Yeah, you're always kind of like, you know, a professional shut-in, so to speak. Yeah. But, yeah, so far it's been working good, so. And then little by little you notice that, over time, doing you know certain shows with you, you know being a you know being a guest on your shows, ever since I had you know my throat being this way for the most part, you know there for a while I had a hard time breathing or keeping up with the conversation or you know speaking in general because my throat would just cut out of nowhere. Um, I've done the last three hours with you tonight and I'm still ready to go. My throat may be scratchy, but you know I'm still 
you know, it's not bothering me. It's not as affected as I thought it would be. All right. Well, that's a good start. Even though I still think I believe that I sound like Alex Jones going, they're making the frogs gay, you know. it's. <laughs> so I always thought that would be a good joke is um, if I ever did, you know, did stand up and stuff again is like I could do a great impersonation of Alex Jones these days. <laughs> All right. Well, we got what seven minutes left or something. Um, yeah. Any other Pretty stories matter. you want to get involved in? Because I'm I'm good for the night. Um. I don't know if we have time for it. Um, there was one story that you, you that you sent me earlier that. It's 12 minutes long, and I didn't hear the whole thing. Uh, I, you might know, you know, you might have already seen this since you had sent it to me. But it was the LGBT elementary school teachers busted by police doing this. Oh yeah, I I, I have that, but it's yeah, we're not going to get into it tonight. And I was trying to get into that earlier tonight too, but we had such a great conversation, and then. You know, and then Vito was telling his story tonight, and you know, I yeah, we wanted callers, to hear so that's good. Story. So you won't be here next week, but uh, you'll be back in two weeks, and then you're here for the long haul. Yeah, next week's my birthday, so I've got plans of family for Thursday night and Friday took night. my birthday Saturday off. Night. I get it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'll be your co-host continuously for a while on Thursday nights. So if everybody likes me, hi, you know, I'm here all week. Try the deal. Um, if not, then suffer. I'm here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> I've never really been a veal person. I prefer the eggplant parmesan. <laughs> Seriously, that's one of my things is eggplant. And that's supposed to be really good on a, for keto stuff and blood sugar, eggplant is one of the best vegetables for blood sugar. Eggplant, even avocado, it's got that good fat. Yes. And I hate avocado, but I force myself to eat it. I cheat. I just make them into guacamole. <laughs> it's like guacamole is still keto-friendly. I'll still eat my avocados that way. But, yeah, next week... Um, Said I've got a private family birthday party on my birthday, and then during the weekend, um, a bunch of friends of mine in Colorado are getting together and throwing me a birthday party. And then Saturday night, instead of Friday night, we're going to the movies on Saturday so I can go see Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. So, like, yeah. Sometime in the next two weeks when I finally come back on Thursday or their next Thursday, or, I mean, that Thursday after that, what I mean is, you know, I can give you a good movie review if it's, you know, a piece of garbage or not. <laughs> okay. Because, um, you know, with the, writer, with the writer's strike and everything, you know, especially we'll see if... We'll see if the celebrities are actually willing to give them $150 million for the writers to come back to work. 
I'm uh, curious. As long as the this. writers say that they're that they're from Palestine, I guess they wouldn't have an issue. You know, and it you know, gives Stephen Colbert and them, you know, more Trump jokes to hit on Trump. So. Yeah, I, like, I just wish they were jokes because they're not jokes. They're just stupid. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, they're just they're just nitpicking hatred. It's all it is. Comedy is supposed to be funny and, and entertaining and enlightening, and you know it's it's not just picking on one particular person. It's like kind of funny that they all do. We had Trump jokes, but nobody talks about Biden falling up the stairs or you know Biden babbling like a two-year-old while he's in the middle of a serious speech and. You know, all the BS lies he tells while he's doing speeches. That, yeah, or the war funding. No, yeah, nobody exactly. wants to talk about the nobody wants to talk about the forced microchipping or oh, not people not getting either. arrested for free speech. They they even though they're comedians, uh and they I remember with us as comedians, I would think comedians would would stand up for free speech more than anything, but not, not today's comedians. The only person I literally see doing that other than Russell Brand is like Dave Chappelle. Yes. Maybe and Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. Um, Nick DiPaolo, actually. Right. Yes, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, Jim Brewer is another good one. Yes. You know, there are some, but once again, like Jim Brewer said, it's like, cancel me. I dare you. I defy you to try to cancel culture me. I'll just oh, come JP back with Sears. J.P. Sears has made a living out of it. Exactly. Uh, Isaac Butterfield. Um, you know, there are certain comics that are standing up for First Amendment rights and being able to you know, forgive my language, you know, because I, you know me, I've done a good job not swearing tonight, but, you know, calling everybody out on their bullshit. I understand that's fine. You don't get in trouble for that as long as it's not like a, a profanity every 90 seconds. Uh, one or two is fine. I, as long as it's not certain choice words, but bullshit, I don't really care about. Oh, no, I've, I've behaved on dropping F-bombs like that, for, you know, during shows like this for a while. <laughs> All right. If you want to so see anyway, F-bombs. You're, you're not going to hear this, but I got the <laughs> I got the 90-second buzzer in my ear, and I'm about to get the 60-second buzzer, which means that we're gotcha. done. Close it out, and I'll see you in two weeks. Yes, so everybody, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the proof negative show, but I will be here on Monday. So please hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive, and remember only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative and I am Oops. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.